Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Wednesday with Forbes Riley here on the Forbes Factor. We do talk about health, wealth, and happiness. I love to touch a little bit on each of those because if you want to lead a well-balanced life, you know. All right, so what's going on for me? It is getting, oh, you know what's interesting? It's March, which is right before my birthday month. My guest, I think she has a birthday too coming up, but I will tell you that I think I'm going to start celebrating. My birthday is not till the end of April, but I'm going to start now. It's just March. No, that's not true. I'll tell you what's going on. It is an interesting year. March is women's month. I'm sorry. Do I need a month? I kind of think 364 days is what needs to be celebrated for women. That's just me. Uh, I am doing a huge summit coming up, a global summit. And I'll tell you some fun things that have happened because of this. What if you set your intention, your goal to do something and you don't get it? Are you happy or sad? Most of you are sad because oh, I didn't get my goal. I will tell you that the path, the journey is the journey. That is, there is no, there's no end to this. So all of it is a journey. And I will tell you that what happened for me in the last four or five weeks is I've had the most unique opportunity to get out of my little comfort zone and connect with some beautiful women around this planet. I had a chance to meet the one and only Miss Kelly Roach, who has an eight-figure business. Yeah, what that means is like that's 10 million, 20 million, 50 million. That's what eight figures are. Did it on her own and uh, I built a beautiful coaching company. I'd never met her before. And because of this, she and I are chit-chatting and having a blast and hanging out. Uh, same thing with I'm going to share this story because by the time you get to it, it'll be over. But during COVID, um, we all had stories, right? Well, for me, I dealt with the fact that my husband was in the hospital after a motorcycle accident in a wheelchair for six months. I don't have a lot of family. My two kids were home. Imagine high school seniors in your house during COVID. And I was starting my coaching company. A little lonely. I probably shouldn't really admit that. And I love television. I grew up on television, on it and in it. And I was watching America's Got Talent. And I will tell you the stories that come out of that have blown me away. So this woman gets up there, uh, a little, you know, kind of a, a zoftic woman, they say in my culture. And she tells the, the, the audience that she was pregnant in her car and homeless for a while. Preg can you imagine? Her little boy is there. He's so precious. And then now she does body sculpting and makes a joke with Simon about sucking out his fat. You know, how good it could be, right? She opens her mouth. And my life changed. I had not heard a voice like this ever. She was singing Phil Collins, uh, the, the night song that he did for Miami Vice. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I had this, this physical moment. Then Simon says to her at the end of it, do you have another song? Oh my gosh, cut to the audience. They're crying. I'm like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? She's unbelievable. And she stands there and now this is a moment that defines all of us in our life. When somebody pushes us or says we can't do something or we don't believe in ourselves, at that moment, that decision will define your life. I've had many of those. You go left or right, you go up or down, you don't do something, you do. Uh, I tell one of, the, one of the moments that I missed, you're gonna think this is total frivolous. I was 20 something years old. I'm at a big Hollywood party. George Clooney is right over there, handsomest man I'd ever seen. And I was so nervous. I just wanted to go say hi and I never did. 
every girlfriend he ever had became famous. I couldn't even go up to him. That was one, no, I could, shouldn't say that out loud. Anyway, back to the story. So Simon says, do you, do you want some water? Do you want a minute? And she just stands there in front of a whole audience of people and says, no, I'm just going to let this adrenaline take me. Cues the music. And then she sings this song that, now I've played this song a hundred times for my students because that moment is so important to me. Heidi Klum falls in love with her, hits the golden buzzer, things fall down, she's crying, I'm crying, this kid's crying. And she goes on all the way through that year, that season, she got me through COVID. Like every week I would tune in to hear what she was up to and got to the finals and came in third. And I'm so proud of her, I don't even know her. So I got to thinking about amazing women in my life. And then I thought, what about amazing women that are in my life, but they don't know it? And I reached out to her team, hard to find. I got her manager on the phone. We don't have a budget. It's easy to pay anybody to show up, but if you don't have money, that's where my pitching skills come in. And just two days ago, she said she would love to agree to a 30 minute interview with me for the whole world to see. And I said to her manager, I don't want to meet her ahead of time. I don't want to do a pre-interview. I don't want to, because all of that first moment, that meeting, that energy needs to be witnessed by other people because I'm going to probably embarrass myself that I'm just like, I can't wait. And, you know, I, I'm, I've had people do that to me. And it's a very sweet, endearing thing. But I hope it helps her life. I hope her story inspires so many others. And I just want her voice to be heard because it's one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. So there you go. The power of women. If you are struggling, I mean, can you imagine pregnant, homeless in your car? Now, before I let this go, last week was the Academy Awards. I'm an actress. I've been an actress my entire life. I love acting. And I grew up watching movies, dreaming. That, that night, that Academy Award night means so much to me personally. And I have stories about it over the years. I went to the Academy Awards when I was 16 years old because I was Miss Teenage New York. I got to kiss John Travolta that night on the cheek. I got to watch Woody Allen and, and John and uh, Stallone. And it was an amazing thing. I was 16 years old, like, ah, at the Academy Awards. Many, many years later, I came home from a, a, a tour that I was on, a comedy tour. Couldn't wait to watch the awards that night. Was in my little railroad apartment in New York. I'm not a very good cook. I'm hungry. I turn on the stove. I take out some frozen chicken, stick it in there, call my mom and dad. They used to call me on the same phone when we had landlines and we're talking. Oh, shoot, I got, I got my food. I go in there. Now picture this. I've just been away for 10 weeks, talking to my parents, getting ready for the Academy Awards, one little chicken dinner. I don't smell very well. I've broken my nose several times. I go into this little kitchen. Oh, shoot, the chicken's still frozen. I need to go strike a match because I let the pilot light go out with a half hour of gas in my kitchen. Only I didn't know it. And so I take a little matchbook, I go that, and I go, boom. I blew myself across the kitchen, lost my hair, my right hand skin, my eye, everything. I am grateful, talk about a moment, that I didn't lose my eyesight and I was not permanently disfigured. But seconds later, my roommate comes running and she's like, there's been an explosion in the building and there's like steam coming out of my hair. And I'm like, it's me. And that's pretty much all I remember for an entire week, uh, getting cleaned up for that. And here's the funny end of that story, because you know how much I love telling stories. Two weeks later, after literally thinking my life was over, I get a call from my agent for the lead in a feature film. And something happened to me. I was told somewhere in the back of my head that you just show up, always show up. It was one of my acting teachers or a karate teachers, just show up. And I did. I put on more makeup, false eyelashes for the first time, cut my hair really short, dressed in a way I'd never dressed before. And I walked in for this lead of this audition 
And I remember to this day, 40 years later, I stuck my right hand out to shake the director's hand. He grabbed my hand and I almost died because on the other side of my hand, there was no skin. And he felt, and what's interesting about that is I was kind of fearless, got a call back. I go back the next week for this call back. And now I'm in a room with all these other very well-known actresses. And I'm a little starstruck and normally, but I noticed something for the first time I'd never noticed before, that they were all nervous too. There was an energy. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, I almost died. I almost disfigured myself permanently. I don't care at all. I'm going to go into this, meet the director, crush the part, have fun and go home and not care because that's not life. And with that energy, I booked the lead in a feature film. So I guess the moral of this, this conversation this morning is yes, no, yes, no, good, bad. It, if you look at it all the same way, it is your journey. The final piece of the Academy Awards Sunday night, I'm, going to cry. I'm probably going to cry. I'd watched an actor roundtable the night before with all the male nominees. And there was Brendan Fraser and Colin, Colin, Colin Farrell and the other guys. And then the I, Key, I think is his name, but he was a little, the little kid in the Harrison Ford movies, Chinese kid, that we all fell in love with. The cutest thing ever, right? He kind of saved the Indiana Jones movies. He's now a grown man and he's sitting there and he says, I haven't worked in Hollywood in 20 years. I haven't had an acting job at all. Now, I don't care that he's Asian and represents Asians. He represents actors. He represents people who had a dream, who don't get it. 20 years, there's no part for him. And that night, that movie was a spectacular. Everything, everywhere, all at once. He's the first award of the night. Watch the speech. It will ins- it's going to inspire people for the rest, rest of our lives. I'm on my bed and I'm crying my eyes out. He won. He's holding, he's like his mother's 84 years old in China. He's like, mom, look what I did. And I'm so full of joy and possibility. And then I get a phone call the other night from a man that I'd met a long, long time ago. You might recognize him or something he's done. There's a book series called Chicken Soup for the Soul. If you haven't heard of it, shame on you. I have a chapter in one of those books, Chicken Soup for the Soul for Busy Working Moms. I wrote about 15 years ago with my babies. And he's like a hero of mine. And we had a most amazing conversation. I met him and his wife many, many years ago. And I don't know if she remembers this, but I auctioned off her husband. There was a (laughs) seat at the table next to him. We were at a big charity dinner and I sold the seat on the other side of him. Well, luckily he had the right woman on his other side. And I want to bring her to the stage because she is as pretty as her name is. Please welcome Crystal Hansen to the stage. Hi, hi, girl. Hi, Forbes. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Um, thank you for that. And uh, yes, I do remember that. I remember you auctioning my husband and he was more than happy to do it. He's, he has such a big heart. But I also remember our meeting and I just I you just left an impression on me because your enthusiasm and your zeal for life is so infectious. And I'm like, this woman is awesome. She could probably get whatever she wants in life. And you were doing your little spin gym thing. I, I'll, I'll never forget that. You know? Right here, baby girl. Keep, uh, your, you know, arms, keep your arms in shape. <laughs> and look at those arms. Hey, it works. <laughs> okay, it does. And by the way, this is the tool that I met my husband with in a hotel room in Las Vegas. I don't think I ever shared this with you, but yeah. he came in as a fitness model. 
into a hotel room because we both had the same videographer. I don't need Perfect. a two-time Mr. Olympic champion. But he fell in love with this, fell in love with me. And six years later, we spin, putting a new spin on love. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I just love what you said about the journey because it is, it's so funny how you get involved in something, you have a very specific outcome in mind. Um, but then, you know, things might go right and it doesn't go the way you think. But if you're awake to the journey, the miracles, the blessings, the lessons are really along the way. It's not that perceived destination that you had out there in the distance that that is the gold. And so, you know, because of this thing you've gone through with, uh, you know, this whole event and just so many things that have been happening. I mean, here you and I are together talking. We had an amazing conversation last night. It was just so fun to reconnect. Well, thank you and thank you. Now let's go back to where you started from. Because long before you were married, you had a whole other life. Yes. And so where did you grow up? I grew up in Idaho. Idaho Falls, Idaho. Oh, my goodness. Now, if you're, what, if you're listening to this on radio, because we are a national radio show, as well as you can watch this on YouTube and several other places, gorgeous and blonde. With, <laughs> no, no, let me share something with you. When you're a dark-haired little girl from Long Island and you grew up talking like this, and Marsha Brady was all that you wanted to be, right? <laughs> when I look at beautiful blonde women, I like, oh, look at her. <laughs> and, that, and it's obviously from the inside out more beautiful. So you're growing up in Ohio. Tell us a little bit about your life and how you started and what you wanted to be when you were little. Okay, so I grew up in a family of nine children, 11 people, okay? Nine children, same mom and dad. Um, so six girls, three boys. I told my parents, I realized the other day, I said, mom, you had the perfect Tesla number. You had three boys, six girls equals a nine. That's three, six, nine, right? Wow. So she, she was amazing. Um, my mom was way ahead of her time. She grew organic, gigantic organic gardens. We did juice cleanses. So we grew up in this really unusual way, like super healthy while my friends were drinking, you know, soda pop and Oreo cookies. We didn't have that kind of stuff in the house, but you know, I had to work in the garden all summer. My mom would grow these gigantic organic gardens and um, I thought I was so picked on at the time, but you know what? It, she just, she taught us so much for which I am so thankful because it's given me a lifetime of great health, great understanding about, you know, how we interact with the earth and with food and how it's all a part of us. So very unusual upbringing, but I think it was then that I just became interested in people, which led me ultimately, I had a career in real estate and then ended up in a, a life coaching. I went through a life coaching program, became certified as a clinical hypnotherapist, because even when I was selling real estate, I was coaching people. And I know you know what I'm talking about. You've probably coached people your entire lives before you officially coach them. But I always had a very intuitive sense of people just sitting with them. And I always felt like I could see this amazing person. I could see the real person underneath, but I could also sense like the insecurities, the, maybe some of the problems, the issues. And I felt like I had a way to help them. So even when I was selling real estate, like I said, I would write life plans for people. They would just dump, ah. sort of dump their, their problems on me. And, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but they would just share so much with me. And I could see a clear solution. So I would write things down and they'd come back and go, you know what, what you told me about my son, I told him to do what you said. And now they're, he's not getting bullied anymore. Or, you know, I finally had the courage to talk to my husband this way. And now I feel so empowered. And so I knew um, that I needed to take it to a bigger level. So I, I just, 
I changed everything. I thought I'd go back and get my psychology degree. And then instead I was building a gigantic house at the time. And my cabinet guy came in. He was very overweight before chain smoker. And I said, Tony, you look amazing. You're slim. You're fit. Well, how'd you do it? And he said, I went to a hypnotherapist, uh, had a hypnosis session, um, in, and listened to it for 30 days. And I became a healthy, uh, non-smoker. He goes, I can sit in a bar with my buddies and not even be tempted. And I'm wow. like, wow, when you stop smoking, you're supposed to gain weight. And he said, no, no. Um, you know, I followed the suggestion that I am becoming a lean fit, healthy non-smoker. And I just became, I, I, understood that the power of the mind, even back then, you know, the things we tell ourselves, we're telling ourselves stories all the time. We're hypnotized by the media, by our cultural norms, by so many things, right? It's only when we take control of the programs and start to recognize how we've been programmed, what we've been programmed by. And we say, you know, I don't think I like that. I'm ready to start a new program. And I was having such tremendous success. So I opened a, a practice. I, um, all word of mouth, basically, I was full all the time. People were having incredible breakthroughs. I mean, people who had been gone to psychiatrists, psychologists their entire lives would come to me. I had a woman who heard me on the radio and she said, Crystal, you're my last hope. I, I think you oh. can help me. I, I wake up every day and I feel like I just want to die. And um, she said, you know, she had a horribly abusive childhood. Her mother was mentally ill. She, her last, one of her last members of her mom was she, it was picked up by the foot, swung around and threw her into the refrigerator and then left forever. Mm. So she said, after, after five appointments together, basically, she said, I can honestly say I'm entirely free of the crushing depression I've experienced my whole life. So thank you for that. But it's a powerful thing. I was writing a book about that. And my mom got an email, um, saying, you know, you need to go promote this book. There's an author 101 conference and there'll be publishers and public publicists there. And Mark Victor Hansen will be there. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and I, I looked at my schedule. I said, when is it? She said, it's the day after tomorrow. I said, um, I can't make it. You know, who's going to watch the kids. She's like, I'll watch the kids. Cause I was recently divorced. And, uh, so I call Rick Frischman's the promoter. He's like, Crystal, come over. We have room for you. We want you here. And went over there and that's where I met my husband. Wow, me. what a great story. <laughs> well, you know, so let me backtrack just real quick because I took a different path to the same thing. So as an actress, uh, I ended up, I, I, Lily Tomlin let me do her one woman show. And um, I, I watched it when I was young on Broadway. And I remember being the only one in the audience when everyone left going, I don't know what I've just seen. She played 15 characters with no change of clothes or costume. She was brilliant. And I was like, oh my gosh, 20 years later, I had done some one woman show myself and they called and said, hey, Lily wants to revive this. Would you do this? And I'm like, oh my God, it's called Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm doing it in Sacramento and I'm driving up and as I'm doing it, I'm realizing, see if I have a book here kind of like a book like this. Like it was like a book that I had to memorize like 15 characters. And there's, I've already been an actress and a television host. I haven't memorized that much in a long time. A lot. Yeah. I'm going, wait a second. And as I'm, now I get to rehearsal, you have to mime all these things. A week into rehearsal, I go to the director and said, I can't do this. Can you fire me, please? He said, oh, wow. what do you mean fire you? I said, I, I can act the part. I just can't memorize. I can't remember a thing. He said, well, that's not good. I'm like, yeah, I know. Can you fire me? And he said, no, no, you're my, no, you're doing this. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, but he said, before you do anything, can you please go see this friend of mine? And it was a hypnotist. Never gone to a hypnotist, sat on his couch. And this is how it went. I said, uh, he said, what are you doing here? I said, well, 
I have the lead in this play. It's 250 pages to memorize. I can't do it. He said, great, go home. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, what? He said, go home. I said, but I'm here to help you have you help me because I can't do it. He said, go home. I'm like, all right, I don't know what you're, oh, I get it. Don't say the word can't. Okay, fine. I can do it. And he said, go home. Because I, I said, can the same way. And I finally had a moment where he said, look, has anyone ever memorized anything? Have you ever done a concert? Can Beyonce do that? Have you done it? I'm like, yes. He said, so it's possible, right? I'm like, yeah. And I think that's one of the first things you have to understand that things are impossible. Even these seemingly impossible can be possible. And so I said, okay. And then this is the thing that changed my life. I said, well, if that's possible, how? And guys, that's when you become coachable. I can even, as I'm saying it now, I'm like, all right, I get it. I'm not going to argue with you that it's not how. And he gave me three steps. He said, number one, get this, write it in cursive. Every line in this book, one time, two times, and the third time, hook it and write it in the air. Ooh. You know how long it takes to write 250 pages of but that's the work. What? And I did all of that. And I guess it unlocks a part of your brain in your short-term memory. And I could feel it unlocking. I mean, it was the most magical, crazy time of my life because I also had 15 different characters and I put poster boards around this rented apartment like a psychotic. And I would go, okay, now I'm this guy. Now I'm like the grandfather over here. And now I'm like his wife. And I had these personas all over. Cool. And all these. Work. Then he said, second thing, tape record it. That's how old it is. And listen to it every morning when you wake up, two and a half hours. When you go to bed, two and a half hours at night, yeah. um, and those were the those were the two things that he had me do, and then believe that you can. Yeah. Wow, that's you know what. I have a review that says I was a virtuoso. So I never forgot a single word for the six months I did this production. Today, I can't remember a cent. I even read the book. Like recently, found it. The words don't even look familiar to me. Like how would I have ever done that? So, guys, I, we do have a quick break coming up. I wanted to share with you what's cool about this and so lovely. I haven't talked about hypnotism in a while, but in a way of healing yourself, we're in a trance almost all the time. We are. When you're watching movies, when you're driving, when you're having dinner, you can self-talk your way to success or failure, your choice. We'll be right back after this message, coming back with Crystal Hansen. We've got some fun things to talk about. She's got a new book that she's excited about, and I'm loving this conversation. Don't go away. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. 
Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. It is Forbes Riley. And today's show is sponsored by my summit that's coming up. If you go to www.real successwomen.com, realsuccesswomen.com, you are entitled to a free ticket. So make sure you write that down. It'll be in the show notes as well. I'm having the most beautiful conversation with Crystal Hansen, who is a light in this world. You really are. And I'm so excited to reconnect. Before the break, we were touching on hypnosis and she wanted to just wrap that up for everybody. So go for it, my girl. Well, I just wanted to say that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And that's what you discovered when you went that first time. He's like, you're like, I can't do this. You know, make me do it. No, I can't. If someone forces you to go do something, it's not going to work. Hypnosis is not magic. Hypnotherapy is not magic. It's it's really a, a partnership with the practitioner and the person wanting to change saying, look, what, what, what is the change you want? And are you willing to see yourself in this change? Are you willing to let go of what's keeping you from what you want? And all of those are questions you have to ask yourself. And we'll talk about the power of asking, hopefully. Um, oh, no, we got a basketball coming up to just I'm the pitch girl. And she just snuck that in so nicely. Before she does that, though, I'm just going to share one little story. Most remarkable thing, because my I have twins. And when they were little, mom was studying hypnosis and like big stage hypnosis. I'm a magician by trade. It's one of the things I love doing. And the hypnotism is like, ah. And so my daughter says, mom, I'm not doing this. I said, well, then it will never work on you. My son's like, oh, no, no, mom, teach me. He was doing, he was in Little League at the time. And he was terrified of getting hit in the face of the ball. And he would tell me that. And so he'd get up to the bat and freeze. And I got the parents to let me hypnotize, to literally do a little lecture for all the little boys who, when I said to him, look, the ball's not coming at you. The ball is coming. It's coming at glue to the bat and you can't wait to have it kiss the bat. So it go. I did all of this fun stuff. They won the championship that year. Who knows if it's exactly the connection, but all I know is I'm like, ho, come on. What would we do if we put in positive things? All those affirmations that you've been heard of, you can either do that or you can be terrified by the news coming out of your television. And then you walk around all day being frightened, right? Yeah, you cannot... You cannot get something that you don't have and you, you cannot become something that you are not yet until you can see yourself, until you can get that picture in your mind, fully get the picture of having that thing or being or being, becoming that, that thing that you want. And so if people just understood that simple thing, you've got to start questioning the pictures in your mind. And unfortunately, most of the pictures that run through our mind come from our daily life with is just a regurgitation of some of the, you know, negative things that are happening in our lives. They then feed our inner fears and become bigger until they become monsters. And so we start to look around our life and go, my life is terrible. Nothing ever happens. 
nothing good ever happens for me. And it's all a lie. It's a self-perpetuated lie. So, you know, hypnotherapy is just one way to break that cycle. You can sit in a meditation yourself and start to master this. You can sit in prayer and meditation. And the funny thing is, is when we talk about, you know, there's religion and then there's, there is spirituality. There's a true relationship with the creator of the universe, which, you know, it's a completely different thing. But if you do look at scripture, it, I mean, it, it talks about you're created in the creator's image. What does that make you? It makes you a creator. But we don't believe that, right? Somehow we forget that. We just refuse to believe this beautiful power we've been given. Let me ask you a quick question. You went to this event and met your husband. You recently gotten divorced. Were you in your mind ready to meet the right guy? Had you been thinking about what you wanted to attract in your life? So I had thought about it a life for a long time. For a, for a long time in my marriage, I, I thought, you know, I, I really uh, sort of wish, sort of pictured like having this amazing connected relationship. I saw the difference. You know, I would see couples that were truly emotionally and spiritually connected, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually on all levels. And I saw the magic of that. And that is what my love and my desire was for that. But it wasn't, I wasn't able to create that with my ex. God bless him. I love him. No problem. But um, it just didn't happen that way for us. It happens for a lot of people. No apologies. You know what? I think you're allowed to have different seasons. Yes. Right. Exactly. But it's interesting because I just really put it out to God, put it out to the universe. I'm just like, I'm not rushing this. I don't want to rush in. And all of a sudden when I'm divorced, all these different, you know, things started kind of coming in like, Hey, let's date and let's do this. And I was not in a hurry. Um, you know, it it was just interesting. I, a spiritual counselor of mine said to me, you know, if you will just take your time and focus on you, you are going to, God is sending you the perfect mate the perfect and he did that's the point the of the story perfect mate and i'm I don't like really? have time to get to your book but i love the fact this i just wanted to cement and ask her i didn't know the answer but i did know the answer i don't know why i did that that, that you had already been thinking about it you already realized you deserved it you planted those seeds because the same thing happened with my second husband i just had finally gotten a vision and the confidence to say all the things i wanted and then we were joking around one day a friend of mine had a beautiful physically beautiful husband. And I said, what, how did you do that? She said, I said, I wanted someone who looked like he walked off the cover of a romance novel. I said, that's going to the top of my list. And in walked Joshua. Got to tell you, Amazing. in retrospect, you look at that and go, there was a very specific plan, Crystal, just like she had. I want you all to hear this. When you want something, the level of manifestation is simple and it's free. It takes courage. So speaking of that, you also might have to do something else. It's a three-letter word. Yes. What is that book standing behind you, my girl? Let's talk about it. <laughs> so Mark and I, you know, we are so blessed, uh, Forbes. We get to we get to travel all over. We meet so many cool people. But, you know, uh, we, we see these people who are super talented, educated, smart, so capable. Um, but they have a lot of problems, you know, problems, personal problems, business problems, whatever, you name it, health problems. And uh, we so we have this morning meditation prayer sort of time that we do together every an hour every day. We try sometimes it's shorter, but we we do it every single morning. So we discuss wow. things like this. We're like, if we had to could help people in one way, like create a, a tool. What's that one thing? We started asking. We're like, well, our lives haven't always been perfect. I mean, individually and together, we have fought off a lot of challenges and overcome that, them. And we realized that every time we had um, overcome a challenge 
we became a better person. We became stronger. We became new. And so how did we do that? And so as we peeled back that onion, we said, you know what? We asked. We asked the right question at the right time in the right way to the right person. And it ended up delivering the new solution, the new plan, the new illumination that took us to the new level. And so we're like, that's it. It's about asking. And then we differentiated. We said, well, so who do you ask? And we realized there are actually three channels, right? To ask, ask yourself, ask others and ask God. So the ask yourself oh. part is that reflective journey, right? Yeah. So, so often, like we were saying, we get on that hamster wheel. We don't, we don't question. We don't stop and slow down and go sit with ourselves and say, you know, what's going on? Reflect. What's happening in my life? Is it working? Why is it work not working? What do I like? What do I not like? Right? Then the ask others is that bonding journey because no one is an island as much as we think we can be sometimes. Oh, so true. Folks, you know, we try to get out there and be the lone ranger. You won't, you won't be successful if you try to be the lone ranger. So the asking others is your bonding journey. We need others. We need one another to fulfill our destiny in this lifetime. And then the asking God part is what puts you in that larger context of the creation of this world. You're a part of it. What is your role in a bigger sense? And, and the asking God part is so important. And, and, and I'm not saying what anybody's personal belief in, is spiritual belief is, but however, whatever God is to you, the asking God part, like what is, what is my role in this world? How, what are my special gifts and talents for which I was you know, brought to this earth to share, to, to expand. I mean, if you think about it, scientists are baffled because the universe is still expanding. It never stops expanding. And we're part of that creation, right? We're still expanding. You're supposed to keep expanding. We're, we're here to grow and evolve. So when we started, there's so much more. When we took the deepest dive into this asking. Inter- How long did it take you to write this book? It took us a better part of, of a year. It did. It was a lot of research. We did a lot of scientific research. We did. We got a lot of amazing stories from master askers, you know, people who you think everything just came easily for them, but most of them have tripped up and learned along the way. The reason they're successful is because they continued asking when, when the going got tough, they never stopped asking. They remembered to ask more questions. They remembered to go to more people. They remembered to include others in their journey in their asking journey. Let me ask a question. What, um, why would I pick up this book? You know, it's a very funny thing. I had this argument like yesterday about you can't judge a book by its cover. Oh, no, 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 no. It is the only way to judge a book is by the cover. That's what you buy just to be really clear. Right. So you, I love the energy behind the ask with the exclamation point is powerful, but I'm going to get this book because what do I need? What do I want to be reading? Because your entire life, your entire life path. And I kid you not, when I say this, will be determined by the questions you ask. Will you marry me? <laughs> what college should I go to? Am I in the right place? No, it's an interesting conversation. I've never really thought about it that way, but it's so true. Your life, what kinds of questions are you asking yourself? Because that will direct where you're going. I come, from a, culture. Will, will come, I come from a culture that answers questions with questions. It's fascinating. <laughs> we love questions. <laughs> well, that's wow. so, who's there? so someone sitting out there, pitch them the book. Why would they want to grab this book right now? Well, so here's the other thing. Um, Well, first of all, there's so many reasons. I mean, it teaches you to be a master asker. And if you really want to accomplish, if you really want to take 
those dreams in your heart, right? Because we all have these dreams locked in our hearts. They were seated at birth, right? Before we came here, most likely. But if you want to unlock those dreams in your heart and fulfill your destiny, you're not going to do it until you learn to be a better asker. So we talk about very specific things in the book. Um, one of them is the roadblocks. We have the seven roadblocks to asking, okay? And those are super important because it is amazing how scared people are to ask. It, we looked at the science on this, Forbes, and basically all the studies show that um, if you're willing to put yourself out, out there and ask someone something, either help, advice, information, whatever it is, there's an 80% more likely chance that they will grant your request. But most of us are terrified because you know what happened? We, we came into this world as these beautiful children, like these beautiful little uncorrupted askers. We wanted to know everything like who, what, when, where, why, how, right? That's mm -hmm. how we learned. That's how we evolved. That's why children grow and evolve so quickly. They learn so quickly. But then over time, depending on how we were parented, uh, what happened in our school days, you know, sit down. I'm tired of your questions. Don't ask so many questions. Don't ask unless you're called upon, put your hand down. And then you go to work and your opinions aren't valued. You don't can any, ask any questions there. And suddenly we find ourselves standing there as full grown adults, almost terrified to ask any questions. Oh, and I know. Well, because you get no's guys. And you know me, I have a book called redefinition. I redefine the word no, because you're going to get lots of no's in your life. But no, for me, does not mean stop. In fact, it means go. It means never ending opportunity. You ask the wrong person the wrong question. So it kind of feeds into what you're talking about. That's exactly right. And then we also kind of get, get this attitude as adults, like we're ashamed to not have all the answers. So we don't oh. ask enough, right? We're ashamed. Like we're supposed to have all the answers. You're never going to have all the answers in this lifetime. And, and we think, oh, I'm, 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 you know, now I'm old enough. I should have all the answers. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to ask anybody. You know, who is the, my best teacher in that? Who? My husband, he is, you know, he's so worldly. He's accomplished so we much. Love Mark is Mark in the house? Is he around? I'm going to pop his head in. in from a workout, but I don't know where he is right now. We only have we have about ten more minutes, but if, you know, if he wants to pop his head in and say hi, okay. um, so you know, it's interesting though that as you're saying that because I wasn't afraid to ask questions, but I was afraid to ask for help. My entire life, I chose not to very consciously and suffered and struggled because of it. I don't think I realized it until I looked back. When, why didn't you just ask somebody? Because I didn't want to appear weak or like you said, unknowledgeable or embarrassed. And so I played a little small because yeah. you guys, because I, and the weirdest thing, somebody just can say, no, why, why is it so hurtful? Do you teach this principle with regard to negotiations? Well, teach the principle of asking. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Like ask for what you want. I want ask more money. For what you want. And not only that, we have a whole section on business. It's really important. So the science also shows that people who ask more questions are more liked they're more liked in business relationships they're more likely to get a second date so when you show up for a business uh, meeting right a sales pitch or whatever the tendency is to sit there and go look how great i am i can do this i can do that that will never really get you the sale the people who really create those business bonds and business relationships sales relationships are the ones who ask questions so forbes if I were able to help you, if I could take away your three biggest problems with your business, what would that look like, right? And then you tell me, right? And yeah. then I say, okay, what is the thing that- That's who's really asking me, damn it, I was gonna give her some answers. <laughs> <laughs> but what is the, what, causing you the most grief every day? Or, you know, if I were able to solve this for you, how much 
uh, time, money, whatever, would that save you? So all of a sudden, when you're asking them, you're showing this person, I'm interested in you. No, wait a second. I got to unpack something. I got to unpack something because there is wrong questions. And I'm going to be very clear about this. I teach this a lot, especially to people who are in network marketing or new in sales. Their yeah. first question that they like to ask is, so tell me about yourself. Guys, I can't express to you how that open-ended wacko question shuts down people. I don't want, but can you repeat what you just said? Because that's what I hear mostly. Or, you know, can, or, or people ask questions. So and it's these frivolous, silly questions. What I just heard from you, I need you to restate because they were very cleverly stated. And yeah. as an entrepreneur, you can either get the notes from this show. Uh, it lives on iTunes or Sketcher, or it lives right on Voice America. Find the show because what Crystal's about to restate I think can change your business. So I got a pen in my hand right here. Go for it. Yes. Okay. So here we are. You're, you're my client. I know about your business. I know what I can provide. Okay. So do your research. You need to know a little bit about the person. You need to care enough to know. And then you ask them, if I were to help you solve your three biggest problems, what are those three problems? What are your three biggest problems? I want to understand them. Right. So let them talk. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. How much time or energy depending on this is contextual you're going to know your client a little bit but how much time energy or money would it save you is if i were able to provide this for you blank right that's great right and in three years if everything worked out perfectly for you what would be happening in your business right now what goals would you have achieved do you realize this is gold? So the feedback they give you, that this is the important part of asking. We talk about all this in the book, you guys, but- um, whoops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you can run. <laughs> Inverted. Um, yeah, so this is gold because part of the asking process, especially in the asking others part, is listening, in all of it, asking yourself. You need to sit still and listen to yourself. You need to write down your answers, okay? We talk about all those things. When you're with others in a business context, you need to listen to what they're saying and understand that is your goal. That's your goal. That is how you're going to bond. And the two of you are going to partner up. You're not going to sell them something. You're going to partner in their life and provide value. And this way you have the goal that tells you how you're going to provide that value. It, it's I it's magic. I'm loving this. I also love the energy with which you built this with your partner, your husband, who you live with, who you spend time with to spend that hour to, you know, together. I love that. I will, I'm going to give you all guys something in a lot of my classes. I do this exercise and it's very timely for you. Two things just happened. I have a whole array of rocks on my desk. And this one is the one that I just found myself playing with just to be very clear. That just popped. I've got all kind of fun, funky ones, but this is your rock right now. And I'm going to tell you to grab a pen, grab a piece of paper right now, wherever you are in the world. And I'm going to ask you to ask something. And here's how it goes. Keep your pen on the paper. Take a big breath. <sighs> dear God or universe, whatever you want to call it. But for my sake, dear God, and ask a question, one question. Keep your pen on the paper and write the answer. Now, I have done this my entire career with people. And it's my favorite moment of my teaching as everybody comes up with an answer that they almost have no idea where it came from. Right. Isn't that amazing for us? Because we're not asking and we're not listening and recording those answers. How do you think prophecy happened in the biblical days? Well, we have constant communication. We sell ourselves short. Okay. 
God is talking to us all the time, right? But are we listening? Are we recording the answers? Are we seeing, you know, one of my favorite questions to God is waking up and going, okay, God, how can I do the most good today? And what does he say to you? Get out of bed, oh, get dressed, give Mark a yeah. kiss and go, go, go. <laughs> right, right. Share the joy, like rejoice in life and share the joy with others. Rejoice in this life I've given you because it's so easy to go to that primitive brain of ours that just looks for everything that's wrong because that's our primitive brain that's keeping us safe. But go beyond the primitive brain every day and just look for what's right. That's what I'm saying. Ask, ask, ask. I love it. So this morning I woke up with... I've got a lot on my mind. I didn't sleep well last night and I love waking up and going to bed with my, my husband. I just love it. I, um, I rolled over this morning and it was nine 30, 10 o'clock. And I said to Joshua, I said, you know, successful people do, they wake up at 5.00 AM. What are we doing? And he says, that's how successful we are. We don't have to get out of bed. And I was like, Oh, 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 oh dude. I rolled over and just snuggled and just so freaking right. And I thought, isn't that funny? You got to make up your own rules. You really, to find your own happiness in life. And I love that you guys found it as a partner that you've got this beautiful book. I'm going to urge you. It's on Amazon, I'm sure, and everywhere. Where are we best to get it? Yeah, go to Amazon. I mean, that's always easy. It's, it's Barnes and Noble everywhere. You can get read it. The whole, wait, read the whole title out loud. I love the playfulness of this energy on the book cover. Isn't it fun? And it's, you know, what's cool about this. I had a vision of this and I described it to the book designer in words. How? What did you say? I said, I want the background to be purple because that's God's highest color. I want the fountains, I want there to be some bright pinks in there, like the pink love of the heart, right? Um, I we want the words to be bold, like sunshine and exciting, right? Mm. And he came up, so the bridge. So it's ask the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. And then he oh, over the bridge, he has this beautiful, like sacred geometry, which was his addition to that. And I, Literally, when he's after he sent this to us, I didn't change a thing. He listened so carefully. It was, I swear, it was a God thing. I asked him for this and it, he just like downloaded this. And it's got a kind of a quality, uh, you know, a magical quality, almost like, um, it's you know, you see on the old circuses, like ask, step right up and ask your, so it's got that old world kind of, kind of feel. I, I just love it. But, um, and we never got to the fable of Michaela Forbes, but Go for it. No, we have time. Go for it quickly. This okay. is an important, this is an important so, story. I want all of you to hear. I'm going to just highlight you and go for it. Okay. So we love stories, obviously, my husband and I, Mark and I, and we said, let's start this book because it's, it's a nonfiction. Obviously we did a lot of live interviews, so many cool stories that you guys will want to read about business folks and things. Okay. So we said, let's start with the fable. I, I said, I'll take the first, we had written the whole thing together, but I said, I'll take the first stab at the fable decided not to write it about an animal. A fable is a story that tells a moral, right? So, so wrote it about a girl. I came up with a girl named Michaela. Michaela means God's good gift. So anyhow, we started getting feedback on this story of Michaela and people were like, I never wanted this to end. Where did you get that story? I said, I wrote it. I made it up. Um, so we finally, long story short, a Hollywood producer got a hold of it. We were on a text thread with our Hollywood friends, this guy who, uh, was uh, one of the producers of Peanut Butter Falcons, done a, a bunch of other things. He said, he read it. He wrote back to me on a separate text. He's like, this needs to be a movie, Crystal. Long story short, they optioned the rights to sell it. And right now, well, the, the, the guy that he first went to said, I love this, but could she expand it? I expanded it to a 135 page full length novel. He loved the new characters. 
Um, I integrated some of the teachings, like the roadblocks, into the new novel with the characters. And uh, they made us an offer. We have an offer, a really good offer, to make this into a movie. They want to do a series of three feature films. So stay tuned. So dreams coming true. We have two minutes to close. This is one of my all-time favorite shows. I'm adoring you. This is a conversation we started last night, and it's just going to continue. <laughs> Uh, and you get, you know, you guys get to be a part of this and listen to the fly on the wall. Please go grab her book uh, with her and her husband, Mark. It is just a, it's a beautiful book inside out. And it's something you, you get to do. You get to ask for what you want, believe that you deserve it. I've got a minute. What's your message out to the world, my girl? All right, guys, remember this. When you ask a question, a different part of your brain wakes up. It comes to life. It lights up. And it's the part of your brain that does critical thinking. We are the only animal on earth that can ask a question. That's because we're co-creators with God. Use this wonderful art and science of asking. Practice it. And I'm just seeing you guys become master askers in the most magnificent way. And I want to hear your stories. So follow me on Facebook too. You know, uh, YouTube, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. I'd love to see you there. Have a lot of good content there. Um, thank you, Forbes. Thank oh, you for having me. It's, you're it's, so it's welcome. A joy. The word for the week is going to be faith. Have faith in yourself everything around you, other people, and in the word, ask, and how beautiful Crystal is. She certainly brought light into our life today. Guys, thank you so much. You've been listening to The Forbes Factor, where we focus on health, wealth, and happiness. Brought you a pretty good dose of all of that today, and I will see you next time. Make it a good one. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for making The Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.